Karen is the proven expert in addiction treatment. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit CARON.org slash real. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the latest episode of the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. Today, we are going to be wrapping up the uh, NFC South with the Carolina Panthers episode of Quick Snaps. Quick Snaps, Quick Snaps, Snap, 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 Snap. As always, my name is Mung, and I'm joined by Los. Hey, guys, it's me. And uh, yeah, let's just get right into it. Um, Cam Newton, what are your thoughts? Cam Newton is a quarterback in the NFL. He plays in the NFC South for the Carolina Panthers. He runs the football faster than most quarterbacks, but does not always get into the end zone. That's like a sixth grade like uh, like book report. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I give it a check plus. Yes, yes. I want an S. <laughs> All right, so right now it looks like Cam is uh, coming off the board in the seventh round, right around the same time as Matt Ryan. Um, what what do you think? He's still a QB1, yeah? Definitely still a QB1. I personally am less interested in him now mm-hmm. than I was prior, just because, sure, he can give you that insane potential with his legs, but... They, he's really gone by the wayside with, with other guys that can do the same, like Russell Wilson, for one, obviously. Colin Kaepernick can go give you an example of exactly what Cam Newton can do this year. Like th- Those are the two extremes, basically. Cam Newton can be Russell Wilson, or he can be Colin Kaepernick. Um, I think he's going to be a solid number one uh, quarterback, but there's just so many quarterbacks that are good that Cam Newton doesn't interest me in the least. Yeah, I, I don't mind him at his current draft price. I think that's about right. Uh, he's a low-end QB1 with potential to kind of break out into that top five area. Um, you you got to remember, though, last year he was never really healthy. Uh, he had that nagging injury to start the season. Then he was in the car crash. Uh, I think that if Newton is healthy this year, he could go back to you know, rushing for a solid five, 600 yards and then probably get well, when's least... the last time that he's been healthy for an entire season. I mean, he's been pretty healthy outside of last season. Um, you know, he's, he's only missed a few games throughout his entire career. And even, even yeah, you're actually he... completely right. He's only missed two games in his career and they were both last season. Yes. Yeah, so because people, you know, equate him to Russell Wilson sometimes, but he's a much, much larger guy than Wilson. He's six, five and 250 pounds. He's built like a tight end. So he can take some hits even when he does rush the ball. He's, he's quite a talented young man. That's for sure. Yeah, honestly, I, I like him at his current ADP. I would take Matt Ryan just in front of him. Um, and I think that, you know, Tony Romo is going right around the same ADP. And I think that's about right. If it, give him some better targets and we're having a whole nother discussion. Yeah, I mean, part of it depends on how well uh, the offensive line holds up and also how well that their running game uh, is going to give him room to work. Uh, what do you think about Jonathan Stewart? He, he's going off the board right now at, I believe, around, you know, the fourth round, mid fourth rounds. How do you feel about that? Jonathan Stewart, I feel much of the same way about Mark Ingram as I do about Jonathan Stewart. Jonathan Stewart's somebody that, in my head, at first glance, is ingrained in my head as a guy who's like, oh, Jonathan Stewart, next. 
But this year is his opportunity. D'Angelo Williams is finally out of the backfield. I don't think Fozzie Whitaker or the rookie Cameron Artis Payne are really going to challenge Jonathan Stewart for the workhorse uh, role, at least not early in the season for sure. Um, Jonathan Stewart, I think, is a very good value in Standard League especially. He also has shown some ability to catch the football. Not a ton, but he does have that ability with 25 catches last year on 31 targets. Yeah, gosh. Uh, I just want to put a quick side note in here for all our listeners uh los and i don't script these at all before we begin recording you know we don't uh we don't talk about how we're gonna agree on everything uh, it just seems that our oh, views align we're agreeing again <laughs> yeah it just seems that our views seem to align quite a bit um i i do think that stewart is a good value in the fourth uh when he's healthy he definitely has that top 10 running back potential um, again, with Cam Newton healthy as well as a rushing threat, that always helps the running back. That opens up the running game. Um, and I do think that, you know, him having finally having the backfield more or less to himself is going to kind of skyrocket his usage. Um, and the only question, again, is health. Um, and that's why he's not a late second round pick and he's a mid fourth round pick. Right. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. Um, if they were completely sold on him, may, would they have gotten Cameron Artis Payne? Yeah, I still think they would because he is um, what he's got to be nearing 28 at this point, I think, in his career. Correct. Uh, yeah. You know, it actually feels like he's a lot older, but I think it's just because he started so early uh, in the league that. You know, he's actually not even close to 30. I think he just turned 28. This yeah, he year. just turned 28 in, in March of this year. Um, so so he's been around a while. Yeah, but he's just 28. And, and I mean, even if you believe in him, you need to have depth in your running backs. The guys get hurt and the guy. A lot of them fall off at age 30, but this is his shot if there ever was one. So let's let's play a quick. Would you rather game? Sure. Um, so uh, I'll name some guys that are going around his ADP. Uh, first off is the star of the preseason so far, Amir Abdullah. Yeah. Um, I would actually rather have Jonathan Stewart. You know, I'm, I'm a little undecided. I think I'm leaning Stewart right now, but a, another big showing by Abdullah, and I would have no problem taking him over Stewart, especially in PPR. There's a lot of guys that have a lot of really good showings in the preseason, though. I get that, but I, I do think that Abdullah is not just uh, smoke. I think that there's fire there. Okay, okay. That's it. I could, I can't. I mean, I can't argue with you, but I'm not going to right now. We're we're playing a quick would you rather game. All right. Next, Carlos Hyde, Jonathan Stewart, hands down, not even a question. Yep, uh, I will agree there. Uh, what about Andre Ellington? That's more of a question, but I would say Jonathan Stewart. I think uh, with the interest they're showing in Chris Johnson and other guys like that, as well as uh, David Johnson, I think is going to be taking a chunk of Ellington's work away. So Jonathan Stewart. Yep, I'll agree there. What about Latavius Murray? Latavius Murray has shown awesome potential. I loved him coming to this year, but then I remembered he's part of Oakland's organization, and then <laughs> Oakland went and grabbed Roy Hallou, who, who – is a dark horse for actually having more touches slash targets than Latavius Murray, given Oakland's uh, propensity for losing football games. Yep. Okay. I, I think uh, I would agree with the exception of Abdullah. And uh, yeah, I think he's going to be a solid running back too, uh, as long and, you know, with even more upside if he stays healthy. 
Yeah, definitely. Like, there's that, I always say that muddled middle of second, of, uh, RB2s, you know, and, and this, like, he, he's part of it, and he, because it's so muddied and everything, and we don't know who's going to have what percentage of carries, I think Jonathan Stewart right now has the best, has a really good situation to have the a real stranglehold on the number of carries and opportunities, and for that reason, he's the guy. Okay, so I, I think most people are pretty high on Stewart this year, um, so the important question, if you do draft Stewart, pull the trigger in round four or so, um, are you willing to reach a little bit on Cameron Ars Payne? His current ADP is about round 12 or 13. I don't think so, because I'd need to, I'd rather be certain that he's going to be supplanting Fozzie Whitaker. But even if Jonathan Stewart goes down, I don't, I don't have beliefs in a rookie, specifically Cameron Ars Payne, to come out and be the workhorse back for, for the Panthers. Yeah, and I think people are forgetting about Jordan Todman, too, who came from Jacksonville. Uh, Heck, you, I just did. Yeah, you mentioned Fozzie, and I think that it is going to be kind of a committee if anything does happen to Stewart. Um, so I would a- actually probably not handcuff Stewart um, because I, I think he's one of those running backs that doesn't have a clear handcuff. Yeah, I agree. Even though he is probably the workhorse this year, I don't think he has a... Yeah, I agree. It's a committee after him. Yeah, and if anything, I think Mike Tolbert's going to steal a few from whatever committee there would be. That's true. You can never forget about him, and and he, you know, I think he's he could be even be the goal line back, but you know, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, that, yeah whenever, that is true. Mike whenever Tolbert. somebody uh, describes a running back as a bowling ball, Mike Tolbert is the guy I immediately think of. Yeah, because he tumbles as he crosses the line of scrimmage, right? Yeah, but he's just such a huge guy. I mean, he's he's built like a bowling ball. His theme song should be Wrecking Ball because that's how he comes in. He came line. in. No, I'm not going to do that. So he's like a, a yeah. He is, he he's a compact five. Wow, five nine two fifty. That's like me if I gained fifty pounds. Wow. Jeez, I don't even know where I'd put that. Uh, everywhere he's he's just (laughs) (laughs) but yeah okay so jonathan stewart decent value and no handcuff yes agreed Um, so let's talk about the tight end situation real quick greg olson um he's one of those mid-end tight end ones uh and he's currently going off the board in round five or six um do you think that's worth it I don't think it's worth it. I think he's going to have a ton of targets, but I think the targets are going to also go to uh, Devin Funches this year. Um, I just don't see him. Last year was his ceiling. I don't think he's going to reach his ceiling. I think he's going to be very solid. I don't think he's going to be solid enough to be going a couple of rounds, a, a few rounds ahead of other similar tight ends. Yeah, um, I think that you know having Funches there now, uh, he's going to steal a few of the targets. Uh, they got, you know, Ted Ginn and uh, Jericho Cotchery, um as the wide receiver too. Corey Brown, you know, none of those guys are great. So Olsen is still going to be probably the second uh, receiver behind Kelvin Benjamin. But I just don't think he's worth taking that high. And yeah. actually, uh, something crazy that happened in one of my recent drafts, somebody took Greg Olson before Travis Kelsey. And to me, that's lunacy I, I don't understand that at all um i think that greg olson's floor is similar to kelsey's but his ceiling is definitely capped at about a thousand yards yeah okay i could i 
So I could see taking Olsen ahead of Kelsey. Um, you're in love with Kelsey because he has the same number and measurables as the Gronk. But I could definitely see Olsen going ahead of Kelsey in that I just don't know how many opportunities the tight end or any receivers for that matter, anybody who catches balls for that matter, is going to have opportunities to score for the Chiefs. Whereas with the, with the Panthers, they've shown that they want to give opportunities for pass catchers to score touchdowns. Yeah, I guess my take on it is, I'll put it this way. I think that going into next year's uh, fantasy season, so the 2016 season, I think there is a bigger possibility of Travis Kelsey going in the third round um, than there is. And I, I think that Greg Olson may very well drop to like the ninth, tenth round because I think he might disappoint this year. I think that's a very big possibility. Olsen's also about 30 years old, which in tight ends, what does that mean? I don't know. Jason Witten's been awesome forever, but Greg Olson is no Jason Witten. Um, that said, I don't see any way really that Funches doesn't get about 100 targets. And that's, I mean, those will cut into Greg Olson's, that's for sure. They'll also cut into Kelvin Benjamin's, because if you're throwing a Kelvin Benjamin 150 times, that's not a recipe for success we've seen. Yeah, I think that Olsen kind of rounds out the uh, tier of those reliable mid to low end QB ones, or sorry, tight end ones. Tight end, yeah. Uh, along with like Martellus Bennett and like, I, I just, I would much rather have a guy like Josh Hill or Delaney Walker in round 10 than take a chance on Olsen in round six. Right, because when you're not spending a high pick on tight end, you're you're securing another solid running back or wide receiver instead. Yeah, um, so speaking of solid wide receivers, uh, Kelvin Benjamin, he is currently D- going... Did you say solid? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look, he's going, he's going late third round. Are you saying that's too high? You, you, you kind of had uh, a little bit of a disdain in your voice when you said his name. If he shows me the ability to not drop wide open touchdowns, then maybe. You know, I, I, I agree with that aspect but again i think that he's still gonna get so many targets that it's not gonna matter i think that he is gonna be a decent low-end wide receiver too i think that the end of the third round is a little bit high but i could see him in the fourth i think his i think his targets might drop by about 30 35 i i really think i really believe that they're gonna try and get funches this football and get a chance to see what he can do instead of kelvin benjamin okay um, I mean, I definitely don't love Benjamin at his ADP, and I, I probably won't own him in too many places, but I do think that he still has that upside, uh, you know, if especially if Funchess does take a little bit longer to develop than we think. Right. That, with everything I'm saying, that there is still a gigantic chance that Funchess, like many rookie wide receivers, just does not cut it, does not make himself on the field uh, or cannot play himself onto the field and leaving Kelvin Benjamin open to another 150 targets of which he, if he improves, maybe he'll, he'll catch 90 footballs out of that this year. Right. Um, so quick, would you rather Benjamin is going off the board right around the same time as DeAndre Hopkins? Hopkins. Jordan Matthews? Matthews. Andre Johnson? Oh, Andre. Amari Cooper. Oh, <laughs> see, that's a can of worms right there. Um, I'm not a Cooper lover as much as others, so I go Benjamin there. Okay. Uh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Um, and what about in PPR, Julian Edelman? 
who probably Julian Edelman. He he won't have as many targets, but he'll at least reel them in. Okay. Uh, I think we're on the same page for most of those. Uh, maybe not Keenan Allen. Um, okay. I, I actually like Allen to bounce back this year, but I think I would still take Benjamin over him. I view Allen not in terms of skill set, but a lot the same way that I view Vincent Jackson, but we don't have to get into that. Yeah, okay. I think that's perfectly fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you drafting Funchess at all at his current uh, draft position? I think he's going right around the 14th round, so you're not really investing a whole lot. Um, in a PPR, I would be more apt to grab him than in a standard. I don't think he's going to be the guy that they're trying to throw touchdowns to as much. I think that he is going to still try and force feed um, Benjamin, who will likely drop them. Um, but Olsen, I still think, will catch the bulk of the touchdowns. Uh, not the bulk. I guess Benjamin had nine last year and Olsen had six. Olsen's still a tight end. I mean, he's not going to have those you know, deep breakaway touchdowns, really. That's never been his skill set. But when you get to the goal line, I think Olsen more so becomes the target, as well as running the ball in with Jonathan Stewart. Um, in a PPR, I would probably roster Funches. In a standard, it truly depends on the size of your league. In a 10-team, no. In a 12-team, maybe. In a 14-wait. In a 14-team, in a yes. Yeah, um, I think that Funches is still going a little bit early for me. Uh, of the guys that I'm just looking at right around him, uh, I'd much rather have Kenny Stills, Ruben Randall, Philip Dorsett. I would take all those guys over him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what about their defense real quick? Do you think that ha- uh, you know losing Greg Hardy to Dallas and then – you know, they, they still have Luke Keekley, who's just a dominant running back. Uh, they added Charles Linebacker. Tillman. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, dominant middle linebacker. They added Charles Tillman. They still have Thomas Davis, uh, another great linebacker. Do you think that for fantasy purposes, Carolina is still a top 10 defense? Oh, I definitely think they're a top 10 fantasy defense. Um, here's my disclaimer. I'm not drafting them before the second to last round. But if they fall to me, I mean, it'd be hard it'd be hard not to grab them just depending on who else is taken, I guess. Okay. I think they're definitely in the top 10 for me, but definitely outside the top five. Yeah. Who's your top five? Um, in no particular order, probably St. Louis, uh, Buffalo, um, New York jets. Mm, who am I forgetting right now? Arizona. Denver. Uh, I don't know that I would have Arizona outside my top five. I actually like Philadelphia a lot. I think they're inside my top five. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Denver? And no, I, I like Denver, but... Yeah, I think uh, I think Carolina would be seven or eight. Like How about maybe. your Chicago Bears? <laughs> yeah, probably, uh, probably not there, but... Um, oh. I do like Miami. Um I think they're they're, they Miami and Houston would probably round out my top six along with Seattle. So I guess Houston for that. What Houston? Yeah. Yeah, I guess Carolina is probably eight or nine. So they're they're just inside the top ten. Something like that. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that is going to wrap it up for the Carolina Panthers episode of Quick Snaps. Quick Snaps. Quick Snaps. Snap. 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 All right, and uh, we're going to uh, 
start the NFC East on the next episode. And as always, thank you for joining us. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter. I am at FFA underscore M-E-N-G. And I'm at FFA underscore. That's that underlining looking thing. Los, L-O-S. It's been a real slice talking about the NFC South. Uh, It hasn't been a real slice uh, agreeing with you on basically every player in the NFC South, it's sort of, uh, sort of like a creepy little mind meld that I, I, I'm not, I'm hoping goes away drastically. Hey, when you're right, you're right. I guess we're both right, and you can <laughs> be right too, as long as you keep on listening to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. What if and if you like wrong? us on Facebook, follow us on the Twitter, subscribe to the podcast, listen to all the past episodes, including the quick snaps for the NFC West and NFC North and the upcoming NFC East. Yeah, so basically just listen to everything. Yeah, just li- just download it, listen to it, and you will be tops of your... You, you're going to be the cream of the crop. Ooh, you, yeah. You actually don't even need to listen to it. Just, like, play it. So yeah, we get have, some it, have it running in the background. Yeah. You know, it's, your, it's nice ambient off. noise if you're, if you're trying to go to sleep at night. Right. You know, what, whatever you want to do. I don't know if you can fall asleep to my voice. It's not that soothing. <laughs> well, sing us some lullabies so we can go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe next time. Samuel L. Jackson style. <laughs> Cream of the crop. All right. Well, as always, thank you again for joining us. Peace out. Thanks, addicts.